Hi, it's Jasmine. You know, that girl who did you know what way before the internet ever existed. Join me and my special guest every week as we talk about anything and everything because nothing is too taboo. So punch your ticket and get on board the crazy train with me, Jasmine Saint Clair. All aboard! Did you ever watch uh, Dark Side of the Ring? Have you? Seen- yeah, I've seen a few episodes. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, like, so I like watching documentaries on anything that I enjoy. So obviously, I enjoy wrestling. The Dark Side of the Ring, uh, it, it, I'm entertained by, it, but at the same time, I hate like that kayfabe's dead. Like, I hate that. That like all of our business is out there now. Everyone knows when we're brushing our our teeth. I don't know if I'm allowed to cuss on here, <laughs> but like you can do anything. Okay, but like yeah, so I mean, it just breaks kayfabe a lot, and yeah, I, so I, that's what I don't like about it. Obviously, I do like hearing about the boys and their stories, and I am entertained by it, but I don't like the kayfabe being broken like that. Yeah, I think they try to um, somehow humanize the boys. Does that make sense? Yeah. You know, I don't. You're very old school in that respect. Who actually trained you to wrestle? Uh, Axel Rotten, actually. Yeah, yeah. From Baltimore as well. Him and I are both uh, Baltimore boys. Um, and yeah, started training in 2002. So it's been 20 years since I got in. And uh, yeah, he became one of my best friends. And yeah, he was like, you know, he people like remember him from ECW and all the death matches and stuff like that. But he was very old school, you know, minded too. And that's that's where I got it from for sure. Yeah, it's been interesting watching. It's the first time I've watched Dark Side of the Ring. Like, I didn't even think about watching it before. And they contacted me to come on to one episode, but I don't, it's not my style to go up there like bad talking someone that got me into wrestling. You know, you just can't do that. You don't know if you'll see that person again, but nonetheless, it's just whatever bad juju, so to speak. What are your thoughts on the state of wrestling now? Because so many things have changed. So, you know, a lot of people say, oh, man, wrestling's doing great and this and that. I'm like, really, is it? Because I feel like less people watch wrestling now than ever. That, that's what the stats shows, the statistics, the numbers, all that. More, less people watch it now than ever. Like, I remember going to the malls in the late 90s, the mid-90s to the late 90s. You would see NWO shirts, Goldberg shirts, Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts, DX shirts, ECW shirts. Like, now you go to the mall. If you see a wrestling shirt, you're like, oh, my God, somebody's wearing, I don't know, a Roman Reigns T-shirt. Like, it, you don't see a lot of it. So I don't think it is at all as popular as it once was. Um, and I think a lot of it is because our business is out there like that, because of the Internet, social media, and everything just being exposed and out there. I think it makes it less fun for everyone. Yeah, it's really, it, it's kind of sad. But then sometimes you get that one video that goes viral or it's back out there and people are like, oh, wait a second, is that person still alive? Or how come they didn't break their neck and stuff like that? So maybe there's still that whole um, seduction of maybe it's real, maybe it's not, you know, hoping that's what it is. What are your thoughts? You see, do you even watch anything anymore? Yeah, I try to watch it all because, you know, I have friends that are on every show. So yeah. I, a lot of it I watch with my friends, but like, you know, I'm just being real. Like, so I'll turn it on every show, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, Dynamite, and NXT. So those are four I watch. Those are four. I don't watch any other show. Those are yeah. the four. I can't 
finish any of it. Like I'll turn it on, I'll watch an hour, hour and a half, and then next thing you know, I'm watching like a rerun of Mary with Children or something. Like I'll <laughs> like and just not. I can't. It doesn't hold my attention. Maybe it's because I've been doing it so long. I've done it on every level, and I just. I don't know. It, it just doesn't draw me in like it used to. And I wish it would. I really do. I wish I could enjoy every episode and finish an episode of, of every uh, wrestling show, but it just doesn't hook me anymore. Why do you think that is? Is it because you've been around for a long time or there's just nothing really new out there? Well, I think it's a mixture of both. Like, I think it's because, you know, I'm still very active on the Indies. I wrestle a couple of times a week and I've been doing it so long and everything on wrestling's like been done. You know, it like I don't. It's when something new happens or something entertaining happens, like the bloodline with Roman Reigns saying anything. That's so entertaining. Like I get so happy to watch stuff like that because it draws my attention. But like for the majority of each show, nothing draws my attention. It's just people wrestling or people flying around, not selling. When when people don't sell, it drives me personally nuts because it just makes what we do look like it's easy and anybody can do it and it doesn't hurt. So there's a lot of that I see. And I just like, then I'll just turn it right off when that happens. Um, yeah, it's just a mixture of uh, all, all the above. It kind of feels like almost anyone does it nowadays. Like between things such as like tough enough, then you go on these casting network breakdowns and there are these breakdowns on there specifically for wrestlers for a TV show, people that want to learn how to wrestle and be on TV. Like I've seen these firsthand. So do you think that maybe they just, it's, it's all in the way that they get their talent as well, that it makes it look so easy. Is it the storylines? Like what? Cause it, it does feel like it's missing something. That is true. Well, not everyone looks like a star anymore. And that I know that's weird coming from me because I'm 165 pounds and I'm five foot eight, but I, you know, I always did like dye my hair blonde and like get a spray tan and like, you know, to, like try to look like something. I do look rugged and different. And, but like, I, like your next door neighbor, like looks like a wrestler on TV now. Like there's, there's so like, if I was watching the 1992 Royal Rumble the other day and everyone in it looked like a star. Like that's what's missing. Not everyone looks like a star, like the guy working at the gas station, you know, that you get your lottery ticket from looks like he could be a wrestler now. I think that's what it is. Like you, you people pay to see people that look cooler than them that look above it, like, like movie stars or superheroes and like in wrestling that you got guys that I won't mention any names. Cause I hate, I don't bad mouth the boys. I mean, I don't care if the boys bad mouth me. I don't do it, but like there's certain guys I'll watch. I'm like, man, he just doesn't, look like a wrestling star he looks like a dude that you know is athletic and kind of wrestle but not a tv star you know like maybe somebody you'd see at the gym possibly working out and then it's yeah. right there in the ring a few hours later no, i totally get it because mm -hmm. there's sometimes when you see people here just walking around la and you see them at like a coffee shop in like the trendy part of town like some scrub is what i call them a scrub from silver lake exact words and then that's what you see on TV half the time anyway in shows. That's why I tend to watch a lot of older TV shows like Married with Children, for one. <laughs> it's a good show. And it was so comedic. Plus, I think like he he related to everyone. Do you think there's a lot of untapped talent out there that people um, that maybe they're not going into for whatever reasons? Uh, yeah, like there's I see someone in the Indies. Like there's this one guy. If you look him up, his name's Big Trouble Ben Bishop. He's a legit 6'10". He's a good-looking guy. He's in good shape, he, and he moves around good for a big guy. And 
I know WWE has seen him. I know AEW has seen him. And I'm like, how's nobody picked this guy up yet? Like, I, I couldn't imagine, like, back in the early 90s when, like, Mark Calloway and Glenn Jacobs were on the indies. Like, nobody looked at them and go, well, we got to find a spot for these guys. Like, we, we're not going to try to find a spot for these guys. Like, I got like that 6'10 in shape, good looking guy, and sh- like, that can move around. Uh, to me, it's a no brainer. You just hire him, has a clean background, just a nice guy, coachable. So there's him. He's only been wrestling for three years. So maybe it's just that he hasn't been around long enough. Um, yeah, there's, there, there is, I mean, the Indies are filled with guys that have talent and, can go when maybe they're not trying hard enough to get noticed. If that makes any sense, they're not making the right connections or know yeah. how to do it. Maybe. Yeah. It could be that, but then also it's uh, on the other side of this, you have the booker as well. Maybe it's just them and they don't like something for some reason. And you never know. I just think there's very, it's kind of a, a danger when you have talent booking the shows with the owner if that makes any sense because it's just yeah you get friends hiring friends but at the same time whose agenda do they really have you know who yeah. are they really looking out for at the end of the day yeah like i doubt at walmart the guy running the catch register is also making the uh the work <laughs> schedule my god <laughs> not that would be scary that would be but a wrestling if one of the wrestlers is also helping with the book like that's always been a conflict i mean th- there's been times where like dusty Rhodes, for instance obviously was booking nwa booked it great yeah. uh you know there's exceptions of course but for the most part yeah, like you got to have a guy that's in charge and maybe he has like his his little group but uh, you know if, if to me just my opinion like you know i would definitely listen to the boys ideas but as far as them helping book the show i think that's a conflict in interest in my humble opinion Oh, big time. Yeah. Because then they want to be the star and everything like that. And it's just obvious. Do you think cancel culture has affected a lot of wrestling? Oh, I, absolutely. Like, I, and, you know, this is what I always say to people. Like, I feel bad for anyone who's ever been in a position they don't want to be in. That has been an uncomfortable position. And if someone puts you in an uncomfortable position, you go to the police right away or you go to a, a parent or you, or you, you know, you stick up for yourself. Like, I don't know why people just go to the internet. Like to me, like no one should want to feel uncomfortable and no one should want to be in a, a position like that. They should take care of it right there on the spot. And, and I get people get scared and this and that, but that's what I'm saying. Don't be scared. Like take care of it right there. Don't, because we don't know who's lying and who's telling the truth and who's, we, we don't know. We weren't there. We, we weren't witnesses to any of this. And if you are a witness to it, then you help out and that person, because no one should want to, should should be in a position where they feel uncomfortable. I get it, but like the whole you know cancel culture thing, yeah. Like I I just you know it is affecting things for sure. To answer your question, well, it's that that it's also what comes along with that is the censorship of things. Like oh, we can't do that because this might offend that one. We can't do this because she might feel this way. And I think it's just really like even in comedy. I just had a comedian on the show prior to you. And it just really changes things in a bad way. Yeah, like I the writing for sure. like Married with Children. A show like that couldn't be on TV anymore. Like they couldn't make Married with Children ever again. It's I'm so I'm glad they haven't taken the reruns off. <laughs> but like it, that wouldn't be allowed anymore because somebody go, oh, he's calling that girl at the shoe store fat, so we can't have that. Like it's eh. just have some fun. I tell everybody, man, let things roll off your shoulder. Have thick skin. 
don't worry about what other people think. Live your life for you. And, you know, like, yeah, somebody's putting you in an uncomfortable position. Take care of it right then and there. I have two daughters. They're 10 and 7. And I'm already in bed in their head. Hey, if somebody makes you feel uncomfortable, come to me. Go to some. Don't don't keep it to yourself. For your, don't put it on the internet. Just let's take care of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, let's They're take care of it. Because they want people want to feel relevant or like they have something important to say. And a friend of mine uh, actually was canceled, but I think it was just sloppy flirting is what he did. It wasn't anything really more than that. And it was one girl and there was a ring rat and all this other shit that went on. Did I just say the word, the word ring rat? Yeah, I did. Um, where there is rings, there is ring rats, just to let everyone know where there is a ring. So. Yeah, there was a ring rat involved and there was this girl and that girl. So it's kind of like a building, um, a buildup, like a snowball effect. And then it just mm-hmm. goes, Shh, the next thing you know, poof, you're canceled. And you have no way of fighting back or saying anything because then you're shaming the alleged victim. So the truth of the matter is like when you have people with a victim mentality, that's all you're going to be all your life. So the way to go about it is just what you said, just nip it in the butt right then and there. If we have a problem, we have a problem. But yeah, um, I heard a good quote. I think it was by CM Punk. Like if you try mm-hmm. to defend yourself, yeah. you just sound defensive. He said, I think it was him that said that. And I remember hearing that quote, like, wow, that's such a good, if you go in there and start defending yourself, you just sound defensive and more and more people are going to chime in and more. Like I feel, see, like with all that, there are people that lie. Like that, no questions asked. Yeah, that's 100%. I feel bad for the people that are telling the truth because there are people lying. Like it's, it's so much like, that's why I I believe in due process. And, you know, that's what we have in this country. There's laws in effect for a reason. And you can, if somebody is harassing you or assaulting you or whatever, you can, you have the ability and the opportunity to take care of it. You know, and you should that like instead of going on the Internet, you should take care of it. That's the I'm just my humble opinion and the best advice I think I could give. Yeah. yeah or just exercise your Second Amendment. Um, <laughs> what, what are your thoughts on female death matches nowadays or just death match wrestling in general? You know, so I personally am not a fan of it, but I won't bash it because there is fandom for it. There are people that enjoy it. Um, and I'm well aware of that. So it's not my cup of tea. <laughs> Like I, I won't do it or um, watch it or whatever. Cause like I said, man, I, I like old school wrestling cause wrestling hurts. The ring hurts. It, it, it's not a trampoline. The shit hurts. But like when people are doing death matches and um, Canadian dis- destroying each other and you're getting flipped on your head and people are just getting up from it miraculously, it just makes everything look like BS. And that's just my opinion. But I do get that there are people that enjoy that. Good for them. Um, if there's a market for it and people are making money off of it, more power to them. I don't know how much these deathmatch wrestlers are making. Um, I never bothered to ask. Uh, but if they're enjoying themselves and there's an audience for it, and they're enjoying it, more power to them. Just not my cup of tea. So what kind of companies do you work for now? You said you wrestle every weekend. And do you take like limited bookings? Like, how does that work? Because I would imagine like doing this for so long, it's taken a toll on the body, obviously. So what are your thoughts on the amount of bookings you can take every weekend now? So like, I'll, I'll take one or two a weekend. Um, just, I, I like to perform. I, you know, I've been in front of 75,000 people and I've also been in front of seven people, you know, but that never mattered to me. I just like to do it. I like the art form of wrestling and telling a story through it. Uh, I run my own promotion. It's called Adrenaline Championship Wrestling, AdrenalineWrestling.com. <laughs> um, and we'll run once or twice a month. So I'll do, you know, one or two of my shows. 
And then um, here in Baltimore, we have the Baltimore Celeb Fest now, and we, we do wrestling shows after that. Um, I'm, I'm not sure. Like, I'm sure if you haven't been there yet, you'll be there soon because they get everybody coming for those. Um, so we do that. Like, I just saw you in Philly. I'll do a lot of that, doing the conventions. Cause I love that. Those are fun because you meet the real wrestling fans that have your action figures, have your trading cards. That's cool. I've done so many of those now. Like that Philly one, I've been there like six or seven times already. I probably should slow down on that. But yeah, I do pick and choose. Like I, I get hit up all the time. But, you know, if it's like a friend of mine or somebody I know or somebody I've worked for, for I try to get to those people first because you know what to expect. Sometimes you go to an indie, you don't know the people, you don't know what to expect, you don't know if your pay is going to be there. You'll, you, there's a lot you, you take a chance every time you do that. But um, yeah, I like once or twice a week. I like being home with my wife and kids. Like I, I'm such a family guy now. Like uh, I really enjoy that part of my life. But you know, I'm 38, so I feel like I'll wrestle for another five years and and try to you know squeeze that sponge for whatever is left from the WWE run and <laughs> do like indies, you know. But yeah, I mean, it's a good run. It's a good anyone to get a WWE run is a good run for anyone, I think, or almost anyone. Um, did you ever work in Puerto Rico or Japan? Yes, uh, WWE. Uh, I did both. Um, loved both places. Loved Japan. Like I didn't go to bed when we were in Japan. Like <laughs> just stayed up. And uh, Shinsuke Nakamura is a good friend of mine, and he's like the man in Japan. I yeah. Rhymed. But uh, yeah, so I like hung out with him and he took me to all the good food places and everything. Like that was a lot of fun. Puerto Rico, awesome fans there. Not like nuts in a good way. Like they really get into it. Um, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, when I was with WWE, I went to both places and um, I did do an indie over in Puerto Rico. Can't remember what it's called. It was about three or four years ago. So, you know, I was watching something about Puerto Rico because um, I have a Bruiser Brody shirt. I used to watch the shows and everything. And, you know, it's one of the wrestlers I like watching growing up. <clears throat> but it was so tragic what happened so, at all. Do you feel as though that there are less wrestlers now that would take, you know, just take an indie booking like that down there after what happened to him? Well, that was a while ago. And I think, you know, what probably was at the 80s. And yeah. So back then, I think people believed it more. Like now, I think most people know it's a show. So I don't think they're going to go to those lengths to try to, you know, like for someone to get stabbed or, or what have you. Uh, I mean, never, like to me, mentally, it never affected. I love to get heated with shows. I love to, like, if I'm a heel, to try to get the people real pissed off and everything. So me personally, it doesn't affect me. Like I'll wrestle anywhere, you know, as long as it's going to be fun and, you know, I can make a profit off of it and all that. But eh, yeah, I, I haven't heard that. People are scared to go to Puerto Rico. I haven't heard that, no. Well, it's just the whole thing, I guess, because he had an argument. You know the whole story. Then he ended up in the shower, which is really yeah. sad because it's then you have, like, a fatherless kid then, and then, the you know, the wife gets a phone call like that, and it was over whatever it was, you know. Um, and, yeah, Puerto Ricans are very passionate people when it comes to this type of stuff. And, uh, you know, we have a term for – Hispanic people that listen to death metal music, we call them satanic Hispanics. And, you know, most death metal shows in those countries are very, uh, what do you call it? They're very, um, they're fueled with energy. Mm, yeah. Because of the whole Latin heat and so forth. But I think that's the saddest part of wrestling is like losing your friends and everything. Um, 
do you think that you would ever, so you have your promotion now, do you ever think of maybe having death matches in it? Do you have death matches? And what do you think is the hardest part of having a promotion aside from dealing with half naked, naked guys with egos and stuff like that? Well, yeah, I mean, you just nailed it. Um, no, we don't have death matches. We're actually, we're based out of Maryland where we have a very strict Maryland state athletic commission. We're not allowed to bleed or, or anything. Um, so no, we don't have death matches. Uh, like dude, to me, if like, if I were to do a death match or I, I would have two of my guys do a death match, it would be a built up angle that would have so much hatred and then they've already would have done gimmick matches, but there was nothing else left to do and so, except for you guys have to go out there and you're going to have a death match and there's going to be blood and light tubes and barbed wire. Like it would have to be a real intense rivalry or feud and that's just the way I think. But yeah, we haven't had any because we're not, we're just not allowed here in Maryland. Did you, um, what do you think we're risk we're missing nowadays in wrestling? Well, like I said earlier, I think just the characters, Yeah, like everyone just looks the same or for the most part, like not everyone, like 90% of every, uh, of the workers on TV look the same. Like it, it's just, I'll turn it on. I'm like, well, this guy's no different than that guy. And then the ones that do look different, like a Roman Reigns or like, uh, you know, uh, a Jade Cargill on, on a dumb. She looks awesome. Have you seen her? Yeah. yeah I have. She looks, she, she looks, looks like a star. That's a star. You know what I mean? Like, and you know, we're, we're missing that. Like, you know, and I'm not just talking about, Oh, you gotta be big or you gotta be muscular. You just gotta like, Captain Lou Obano was a star and he wasn't like musky, but he looked different. That's what I mean. He looked like a character. And we're just, I just think that that's missing a lot. Like me, I looked like a goofy little character when I was on WWE. And I think that's why it worked the whole time. Like you got to look like something can't just be out there in plain tights or plain, whatever. And maybe it might have your name on it. You have a regular haircut. Yeah. And yeah, maybe you can wrestle, you could work in the ring, but if you don't look like, something or you have some kind of gimmick or you have some people can get into like you're just really just costing the company money get good for them for paying you and good for you for taking their money but you you should want to sell merchandise and want to you know help it string along and I, I think that is what's missing for sure who came up with your gimmick what what <laughs> so that the whole chin thing like kind of just happened like when i was on the indies before wwe i was my gimmick was, uh, was uh, Pretty Jimmy Dream, and I had a partner uh, named Adam Ugly, and our tag name was Pretty Ugly. And I would come out there and wear mascara and wear fishnets and put my hair up and try to look pretty and flamboyant. So, like, because, you know, you have to have a gimmick. And then once, like, I got on WWE and did the Strowman match, like, I was just, like, the little underdog guy, and they winded up signing me because Vince McMahon liked my uh, facial expressions, my selling, and my verbiage because I, I was able to cut a promo before the match. So that's why he personally hired me because he just saw something in me with all that selling and facial expressions. And then like the whole chin thing, people kept saying, oh, he's chinless. He don't have a chin. And that, that kind of like became my thing, like, which I just I don't I know. I people noticed that. <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like I have a chin, but I don't know. Like, I think like Chris Jericho said something about it, that it kind of went like a viral thing on the Internet. And then they just started saying it on TV. And I, I don't hey. I, I, um, I ran with it. Cause why, why not? <laughs> you know? So what did you really want to become when you were a kid? Was it something with animals? Cause everyone always wants to be like a cowboy or a princess or a vet or something like that. Did you want to become a wrestler? Did you even grow up watching wrestling? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I'm, well, yeah. In kindergarten, I was five years old and they did the whole thing. What do you want to be when you grow up? And you got like, we had to dress up as what we wanted to be. So I made like an outfit that looked like one of the rockers, Marty Jannetty and Shawn Michaels. Like, and I said, I want to be a wrestler. And I was five, like in kindergarten class. So I, I don't remember not wanting to be a wrestler. I just always did, always watched it my whole life. Um, that's it. Like, I, I just, I don't know. It just never left my mind. And like, no one, I never listened to people when they were like, oh, you're too small. You're not this, you're not that. It just never even like registered to me. I was like, no, nah, this is what I'm going to do, period. <laughs> so. So did you have a mullet at all? Like, I think mullets are great. Like so many wrestlers have had them. Like Chris Jericho had it. Eddie Guerrero had it. Uh, who else? Chaz Taylor, like everyone. So you have to have had a mullet at some point. Oh, oh yeah. When I was a kid, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll find a picture and send it to you. I, <laughs> and I didn't even. It's amazing. Like it. I didn't like it. My like dad made me get it. But I remember Shawn Michaels in like 93 had a mullet. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, at least Shawn Michaels has it. Now I have it. So I, that's what got me through having a mullet because I didn't want one. <laughs> but that the fact that he had and Shawn Michaels is my absolute favorite, even before, like when he was one of the rockers with Marty Jannetty, like I liked him. So he was just my favorite forever. And yeah, so luckily he had a mullet and that, that got me through it because I wasn't a fan. <laughs> so I wonder why like people give kids mullets. You know, some people say it's child abuse, um, <laughs> but like, this is what I don't like. Like people don't understand mullet. Like, okay, it could be, it's not just a haircut. It's like a way of life. I call it mulletry and like mullet culture. I have this whole thing on mullets. <clears throat> <laughs> and you don't have a mullet? I don't have a mullet. Regular hair? No. Mullets have, no, mullets have short hair, but you get a lot of these, um, millennials that want to get a mullet and think it's a haircut. It's like, no dick face. It's not just the hair. It's not just getting a few of your, 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 your lick and stick tattoos. It's a fucking lifestyle. You have to like, it's, it's got this edginess to it. As it's well business in the front party in the back, right? Exactly. And like, you have to understand the characteristics of a mullet, like a mullet has characteristics like any human being. So they get kind of shy. They're kind of arrogant sometimes. Um, then like, they have certain beers they drink, they hang out in parking lots. I think it's cool. This is, I just got on my whole mallet rent. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, you're all good. That's, that's They don't I, always I live in trailer parks, huh? What's that? They don't always live in trailer parks. No, no. Like a lot of them are, you know, they live in nice houses. You don't have to live in a trail park and have a mullet. You can have a mullet and live in a mansion. It doesn't matter. But that's funny. We're talking about mullets. I don't think I have talked to anybody about a mullet in about 30 years so this is a good conversation <laughs> i think i mean it's great then they have motorcycles some of the, they have like harleys they all have is american motorcycle they have denim vests um they were what are those pants called like what the guy had in a in napoleon dynamite those workout pants zubars or something is that what zubars zubars yeah yeah they have zubogs they got high tops on they have uh shades like carrera shades or mirror, mirrored glasses or something you know Zubaz. <laughs> I got to write a handbook on mullets, I think. <clears throat> Hell yeah. Because no therapist will listen to this. <laughs> like that I know of. Have you sustained any serious injuries from wrestling over the years? Um, You know, not the wood. I've been pretty lucky. I, I have. Uh, I've broken both hands, but not at the same time. I broke this hand. And then when that healed up, three months after that, I broke this hand. And then I've had a bunch of teeth knocked out. I tore my rotator cuff. Um, a lot of black eyes, a lot of bruises, but 
you know, a couple of concussions, maybe eh, like two that I know about. Um, and then, yeah, like, uh, but nothing to where I couldn't wrestle. Like, even when I broke my hand, I wore a cast, wrestled through it, tore my rotator cuff, wrestled through it, let it heal on its own, which probably wasn't smart. Um, I don't, you know, condone that, but I did do it. Uh, but yeah, 20 years, like, I, I, I wrestle pretty smart. Like, I get in there and I do a lot of, you know, entertaining and get the crowd to make noise. And, you know, I bump when it's time to bump. You know, I don't just take a bump just to take a bump. I make it mean something and, you know, uh, you know, tell a story. So, And that's why guys like the Rock and Roll Express, they're out there wrestling their 60s because that's what they always did, you know? So, Yeah, I mean, when Jimmy Hart had XWF Wrestling, oh God, it was just insane, like, who was down there. It's the first time I met Hulk Hogan. I met the World Warriors. I got to work with the Nasty Boys. They had mullets. Um, so... I just remember going into this whole room where they had this meeting and I forgot who it was. I think it was Kid Cash. He's like, man, do you see what was in that room? I'm like, yeah, a bunch of people. No, that's like the Rock and Roll Express. Why am I even doing that voice? Anyway. Kid Cash, so, is that Kid Cash's voice? <laughs> I, it's something like that. And he has a Southern, he has a Southern, he has that Southern accent going. It's not a genteel Southern accent either. Uh, so it was just really interesting because then you get to meet these guys and a lot of them are your childhood idols. Who was your childhood idol growing up? And did you ever get to work with them? So I have two good stories on that. Um, so like I said earlier, like my favorite wrestler ever is Shawn Michaels. So when I got to WWE, um, you know, they were doing the whole chin thing. So I came up with uh, my finisher, the no chin music, like the sweet chin music. And everybody does a freaking super kick now, like everyone. But I still like asked Shawn Michaels if it was cool if I <laughs> could do it. And he's like, well, everybody does it. I'm like, yeah, but that's old school. You got to ask. So never got to work with him, but did get to meet him. He was very nice. And then uh, here's a really good story. When I so I've been wrestling since 2002. In 2006, I went uh, to hand out flyers for a local wrestling show that I was wrestling on at this. Uh, like this auto, like it was an auto show and John Cena was signing autographs. And so I went up to John Cena, took a picture with him. It's on my TikTok. took a picture with John Cena. And I said, Hey man, I've been wrestling uh, four years. I said, I'm going to wrestle you one day to John Cena. And he goes, Oh, okay. I'll see you then. And he shook my hand. So 11 years later in 2017, I wrestled John Cena. Like, and I told him right before we're about to walk up out to the ring, I said, Hey man, I said, I, I don't want to sound funny. I said, but 11 years ago, I know you don't remember this, whatever I said, but I told you I was going to wrestle you one day. And he like, he was like, really? I said, yeah, I met you at this auto show. And he remembered the auto show. And I was like, I told, you know, I told you I've been wrestling for a few years and I was going to wrestle you one day. And here we are. And he gave me a hug. He's like, man, that's so cool. Thank you for sharing that. that that's badass, man. Let's go out there and do our thing. And I was like, man, Oh, no. I was so glad I got to tell him that. Did he look at you funny? No, he was like, he thought it was cool. Like, he, he was very nice to me. Him and, um, you know, who gets a bad rep sometimes, but was super cool to me. And I loved being around him, loved talking to him, loved hanging out with him was Randy Orton. Like, Oh, just, yeah. I met his wife before. Yeah. His wife's awesome. Like, Wasn't she's a badass. Wait, Mindy Robinson? His wife? No, no, no. Uh, she's Randy Couture is who I'm thinking of. Sorry. Okay, my bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah Randy Orton, uh, the uh, wrestler. But he, um, yeah, he was he was a lot of fun to be around too. So, because I, I, you know, I I liked him when he first started. We kind of started the same year. I mean, he started right in WWE. 
but yeah, he was like real cool to be around. But yeah, Cena was the one that I got to work with that I was like so happy I got to work with. You know, incredible. I only met him once before he was in WWE when he was the prodigy or the prodigy and was working prototype. For, yeah, yeah, the prototype. There you go. And he was in. Uh, he was in California working for some guy, UPW, I think. Yeah, yeah he trained out there, yeah, with UPW, yeah. There's a DVD of it. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible, like, when people have just, you see all these, where, you know, this footage of people from before. Do you Have you had ever had, like, a seriously embarrassing moment in wrestling in the ring? Oh, yeah, um, a couple of times. Like, so, you know, I, and I never get embarrassed, believe it or not. Like, I, what I mean by that is I really don't give a fuck what people think. Like, I just live my life, and I'm nice to everybody. And, like, so I don't ever feel embarrassment. But um, I, I hate when I fuck up, like, in the ring. Like, uh, I, like AJ Styles was giving me the Styles Clash. And, like, you're, you're, that's the one move you're not supposed to tuck your chin. And, like, he, he hooked me for it. And I was fine. And then I think he, like, had me an extra, like, second longer than I thought he was going to. And I'm, like, kind of like, what's going on? And then he went. I was like, shit. <laughs> you know, and... Like, it looked like he killed me. Luckily, you know, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world. He didn't kill me. But I hated that that happened. Um, wasn't embarrassed by it because it still looked badass. And, <laughs> but, uh, like, um, what else? Like, I've had my uh, tights rip, you know, on indie shows. I've had that happen. I, like, I, I almost peed myself, but I didn't. I Like, during the match, I rolled out of the ring and went to the bathroom because I had to pee real bad. I've done that. Like, literally rolled out the ring and ran to the bathroom. <laughs> during the match but nothing too bad like um like i said i don't really you know i'm very thick skinned i'm very blessed that i am thick skinned so i don't get embarrassed easily so yeah that's got to be really bad i could never imagine that i've never actually witnessed anyone peeing in the ring i did hear a teddy hart story though of when he was in some other some someone's thing at some promotion in philly and um <clears throat> yeah i just heard that he puked in the ring or like right outside of it that's just that's too much I saw a dude like a month ago, like roll out the ring. He ran to the back. Like I was in a locker room. He ran to the back and like puked in the trash can and then ran back out and finished the match. I'm like, well, at least he didn't do it in the ring. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I, just saw I mean, that, that was very ago. nice of him to like just run out, do that and come right back. And he went right back. I, it was the damnedest thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so nothing too bad. It's kind of like almost when you have someone like a fan messing with someone standing ringside, like a manager or something. And then, you know, the guys just jump out, beat the crap out of them and jump right back in the ring and go back to their match. You know, hey, it's all good. But mm -hmm. I've seen matches get interrupted for the craziest reasons sometimes. Uh, what are your thoughts on. Oh, what was I going to I already asked you that. My God, my brain just goes so many different ways. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, then what I do is then I edit these somehow so then it doesn't get in there. So I don't look like such an oh, idiot. That's good. <laughs> yeah, you have to. Someone's got to do it. Um, what do you do now besides wrestling? Like, do you ever talk about your, you know, what you do in your normal day life? Well, yeah, like, like I said, I'm a, um, a dad. So I just take care of my two girls and make sure they go to school, do all that stuff. I am um, big football fan. So I go to like the Ravens games, big Ravens fan. Um, but yeah, like mostly just a family guy. I hang out with my wife and kids. I'm like very much so overachieving with my wife. Like I'll send yeah. you a picture. <laughs> She's like the hottest thing ever. Oh yeah, you um, saw her photo on your Instagram. She's very pretty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like I hang out with her, <laughs> and, 
hang out with my kids. And then other than that, like just, you know, watch sports uh, and go to the games. Like I don't really do much. I'm, I'm an easy going dude. Like I'm, you know, I, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't need a lot of accessories. I don't need to do a lot. I just need to chill and, you know, have a good home life and do my thing. Like I'm, I'm easy going for sure. Like 100%. Do you have a fantasy football league? Are you in one? So <laughs> I tried it and I mean, I did okay, but it made me enjoy the games less. So I said, fuck it. Cause I'm like, I just want to watch the games and enjoy it. I don't want to be like, oh man, well, I need this guy to fucking run five more yards. So I win 25 more dollars. Ah. You yeah. know what I mean? I just, but I, I just like to watch and enjoy every now and then I'll place a bet on the games or whatever. If I know for sure or I feel good about they're going to win, but I, I don't do it much. Um, the Super Bowl, I'll bet on every year, and I, I do pretty good with that. But, yeah, the fantasy football and all that's not for me. So if people want to find out, like, where you're going to be and your socials, what are they, please? Cool. Well, Twitter at Real Ellsworth, Instagram at James Ellsworth Wrestling, uh, TikTok at James Ellsworth WWE, which people are like, well, you're not with WWE anymore. Why is it in your name? Where the fuck do you know me from? WWE. Yeah, so, duh. <laughs> you know, I hate that when people say that. I'm like, you're so um, and that's it. That's like all I and I have Facebook, but that's more like personal. Um, but yeah, like the Twitter at Real Ellsworth, Instagram at James Ellsworth Wrestling, and TikTok at James Ellsworth WWE. And that's it. Unless you want to get a cameo, like we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Cameo, you know, search me on cameo, James Ellsworth. Well, I love doing cameo, especially the roast. A lot of fun. So. they're okay it's just sometimes i got weird requests i just declined them i actually forgot i have to do one uh to a birthday wish um and tiktok i'm sorry i just i can't see you being on tiktok i'm sorry about that oh me yeah <laughs> it's like i don't know like unless you're twerking or something no, um, i'm like throwing I'm hot dogs at my wife at the grocery store <laughs> you throw <laughs> like, hot dogs at her well yeah i'm just like we're shopping and like I grab a pack of hot dogs and I <laughs> record and I throw the hot dogs at her and I'm like just get shit like that. Like did she catch it? No, she didn't know it was from behind. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. It was a Pearl Harbor job. No, but like um, <laughs> yeah, it's just stupid. I just like to do goof like because my character on WWE was goofy. So I feel like if I give them like goofy content on the internet and they're like, oh, I remember James Ellsworth, oh there he is being goofy, he's doing this, and then some are inspirational, like I like I was telling you in 2006, I met John Cena, took a picture with him, told him I was going to wrestle him someday. And then in 2017, I did wrestle him. So I had a picture on my TikTok. I have that picture from 2006. And then I have the picture of me wrestling him like in a video. That's so, great. Shit like shit like that. You know, that's amazing. That's so cool that it actually happened because a lot of fans say things that they hope happens or want to happen. And 99.9% of the time, it never of happens. Of course. And it's weird. It's weird with me, and I mean this, like, I 100% mean it. Like, I just kind of knew. Like, I'm not being an ego fucking maniac. Yeah, no, I get it. Like, I just felt like I just felt like I would somehow get there. Like, I didn't didn't know how. I didn't know why, when, where, you know, or when. But, like, I just always felt like in my heart that I I would do it, you know. And it happened. Yeah, it's crazy. You too. You can go ahead and if you meet James Ellsworth at a signing and say, hey, I'm going to wrestle you sometime, maybe it'll happen. Maybe you will. Yeah, that'd be badass for it to come full circle. A fan tells me that or, you know, a new aspiring wrestler and then it'd have that'd be cool. (laughs) Maybe he gets looked at your promotion and let's have the name of your promotion again. 
Adrenaline Championship Wrestling, AdrenalineWrestling.com is the website. Uh, we got our next show is February 5th. We got like DDP coming in. Uh, Cowboy James Storm. That's my boy. I love that dude. Uh, like Lindsay Dorado. Do you ever uh, you ever hear of Grimm from Grimm's Toy Show? It's like a YouTube. It's it's hilarious. Like it's like you know Weird yet Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah, I actually so, met him. Yeah, this dude is the Weird Al Yankovic of wrestling. He just does okay. wrestling parody, and it's hilarious. He's got like 1.3 million subscribers. I've done his show numerous times, and but he'll he'll be there February 5th. But and it's like if people hate it because oh man, he's just making fun of the business, this and that. He found his niche. It's working for him. People enjoy it. Uh, hey, like uh, more power to him. But yeah, he's a good guy. But yeah, that's our next show, February fifth, here and now. It's Westminster, Maryland. Well, have fun at that. It sounds like fun. Hell and yeah! It should be out before then, definitely. But thanks for hopping on and chatting with me today. Heck and yeah! Messages for your fans. Oh, just take care. God bless. Stay safe. And remember, any man with two hands has a fighting chance. <laughs> so that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Absolutely. Anytime, girl. Take care. Are you enjoying the ride on my crazy train? Woo! Please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot. Send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content. Woo!